Let's get started. We're going to do a review of Daf Lamed Beis and then get to Daf Lamed Gimel. And we, Amir Tzashem, will be making a seum on the Vesechta. Baruch Hashem. Honor of uh, upcoming Yom Tif of Simchas Torah. All right, so let's do the review of yesterday's daf. What did we learn yesterday? First, we are learning Lili Nishmas from Bashmol Shimon, Ben Yisham Abneliah, Daniel Bernet Baruch, Ben Yudleib, Ve'imi, and uh, Naftali Yos Ben Chemni Salevi. Also, I have a mind for Shalem to all who need it. Amen. So, um, we started off yesterday on Daf Lamed Beis with the ten questions that, um, that uh, Alexander of Macedon, Alexander the Great, um, asked, what, yeah, Alexander, um, asked the elders of the Negev, um, so his question, his first question was, is uh, what's farther, the sun to the earth, or from east to west, so they told him, east to west is farther, because the sun is in the east, everyone can look at the sun, it's not a problem. Or in the West, you can gaze at the sun, not a problem. But when the sun's in the middle of the sky, it's, uh, it's so bright that you can't look at it. Obviously, it's closer. You follow? Yes. So, so that's what they told him. That's really, it's uh, far, it's uh, more far away the sun. The distance is further. So the, the distance is larger. Mm-hmm. Longer. When it's longer, when it's, when it's, in morning and evening. Now, the Chacham disagree. They say that it's always equal. And there's a quote from the Pasuk that's taki equal. And the reason why you're able to gaze at the sun when it's on the horizon is because there's things that are blocking it so you'll be able to see better. Um, um, right. Um... And that's the story. Next question. Next question was, um, what was created first, this heaven or the earth? So he said, heaven is created before earth. As the Apostle says, Then he says, what was created first, or or Choshech? And they said, oh, we don't have any answer for or and Choshech. So the Gemara asked, why didn't they say that the Choshech was there before the or? It's pretty clear that uh, that first there was Choshech, right? And then it says, So, Yar came later. But uh, they realized that he's asking in a line of questioning that they don't want to get into discussion because he's going to ask, What was here before God? What was there before this? Before, you know, before the world was created? And uh, those are things that we can't really think about. So they just said, Enough, let's stop it right here. Say, We can't answer that question. If that's true, why did they answer whether heaven was created first or earth? So they thought that maybe he just randomly asked that question, so they gave a short answer. And they thought he was trying to follow that line, so they didn't want to give any more answers. So um, then um, he asked, uh, who's called a Chacham? So they said, uh, Chacham is Ross and Olot, somebody who sees what's going to happen from his behavior. So then they said, who's called a gibor? So they told him a gibor is somebody who conquers his desire. 
So then they said, who's called an Ashia? Samech Bechelko. Samech Right, exactly. Ashir is a Samech Bechelko. So he said, what should a person do and um, live? So they said, oh, you want to live? Yom says Hatzmah. Smachlok is what that means. Put yourself to death. What it means is make yourself humble. Don't or 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 what, 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 say, what should a person do to live long? So humble yourself. That's one answer. Um, what should a person do if he wants to die young? He says, then live large. <laughs> you know, go all out. You know, follow your Exactly. That's uh, your desires. Your desires, then you'll you'll guarantee you uh, basically shorter life. Shorter life, exactly. Well, how does a person get people to like him? So they say, hate the king, and you'll be liked. <laughs> and he says, I have a better answer than that. He says, if you want to, um, um, he said, my answer is is that to become very close to the king, and then you can convince the king to be kind to the people, and then they'll like him for that. Okay. Um, where is it better to live? In the ocean or in land? So they said, only on land, because even the people, the sailors, they can't be relaxed until they come back to land. The whole time that they're, even though they're living on water, they never at ease in the oceans. Um, who's the smartest of all you Zikinim. So they said, none of us are smarter than any of the rest. And the proof is, we all give you the same answer on the spot, whatever question you ask us. Who is this, one of the Anchekans of the land? No, these are the Zikni and Negev. It does not say who they ah, are. Ah, say Negev. Um, so then he asked them, is that, uh, why do you fight us? Why, do you, why don't you accept our belief system? Why don't you come and become like the Greeks? So they said, meaning we're in the position of power, we're in the leadership, we're obviously right. So they said, that doesn't prove that you're right. I mean, the Satan wins many times, you know? That's what they answered. So I don't think he liked that answer. So he says, what do you mean? Uh, it can easily <coughs> cause you to be killed by the decree of the king. So they said... You are not accepting our... because... No, he was, his point was is that our, our religion must be correct. Because look, it's so powerful, it's in the position of power. So their response is, is that many times the, the evil rule. That doesn't mean that it's right. <clears throat> and his answer is like, what are you calling me evil? How can you call me evil? I could easily decree that you should be killed. So they said, you, when we started these questionings, you promised us protection, and it's not becoming for a king to lie. And he immediately dressed them in purple robes and put a gold necklace on each of them. Okay. Then he said, I want to go to Africa, and uh, the way to get there is very difficult. I need uh, help. So I told him, you can't get to that part where you want to get to because there's an area in Africa which has these mountains of darkness. 
and it's so dark, I guess the, the, the jungle is so dark, the sun doesn't even shine in, and you'll get lost inside. So he says, no, I must go. So, but I, that's why I'm asking you how to get there. Go so, to war, to war, or just to visit? To, well, explore. To, to explore, right. So he, they said, okay, here's what you got to do. There are certain types of donkeys coming from Egypt that know how to travel in dark. They, animals can see in the dark more than humans. Take a long rope and tie one end outside the darkened area. And then when, the, when, the, when it walks through, you can find your way out. Find your way out, exactly. Sure enough, he did that, and it worked. And when he came, he came to a, a, a city that was completely... Those were the 10 questions. Yeah, yeah, he did all the 10 questions. Now was, he, the, now, was the king... Uh, and he was satisfied. Mafsud? Yeah, he was satisfied with it. Apparently, he, he, he gave them robes and he gave them the gold. But he was uh, smart asking his questions. Yes, Alexander was known as a very brilliant, brilliant man. Um... Um, so then he came to the right, came to the place of the, the city, which was all women. So he says, "I want to fight you." So they said, "Fighting us is never going to be a good for you. Just advice, because either you'll win us, and then everyone will make fun that you fought against women. Okay, the king that fought women, and then if you lose, the king who's bested by women, even worse." So there's no win. It's a no-win situation. Don't start up. Don't even start up. So he heard the logic of that. He said, give me bread. So they brought him bread of, that's on gold, on a plate of gold. So he said, people eat bread of gold in this place. So he says, no, but you don't have bread where you came from. Why do you have to come all this way to, for bread? Every place has bread. And... Uh, when he left, he said, um, he wrote on the entryway to the city, he says that I, Alexander of Macedon, was a fool until I came to the Medina of Africa, of where the women live, and I learned wisdom from the, the women. They, they're smart. Finally, they're very they smart. Recognize, recognize. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> That's what it says. Um... On the way back, he came, stopped by a spring, and he was eating bread, and he had some salted fish, and he wanted to remove the salt with the water of the spring. As he's removing it with the water, the fish came back to life. So he says, I found this fountain of youth, I found the spring of life. This is, must be the one that feeds from Ganeidin. So there's two versions. Either he took some water and he washed his face with the water. Alternatively, he followed the, the stream to its root in the gates of Ganeiden. And he knocked on the gates and he said, let me in. And they said, a uh, voice comes out and says, uh, says, It's not for you, pal. <laughs> Don't qualify. So he says, but I'm a king, I'm very important. Give me something. I want at least a memento. Okay? He recognized he's not a king, it's Adik. So 
they gave him a circ- uh, a globe, something like a round thing. And uh, he couldn't figure out what it was because whenever he put it down on the balance scale and he put gold and silver on the other side of the balance, it outweighed all the gold and silver. And uh, so he asked the rabbis, what's going on? What is this thing? So they said, it represents... It represents the... Um, it represents the eye of human beings that's never satisfied. All the gold in the world doesn't weigh as much as a man's desire in his eyes. Okay? So he says, that's a beautiful explanation, but how do I know it's true? So he said, here's how you tell. If you cover the, this eye with dirt, meaning after he's dead, you'll see, you'll be able to outweigh it. And sure enough, kachava, that it, as soon as it's covered with dirt, like when it gets buried, then all of a sudden it wasn't heavy. It wasn't heavy anymore. The scale was able to balance. So that's the story. Very interesting. Beautiful. Right. We ended off the Perak with Tanudel uh, Yo, that Gehenim is above heaven. It's one idea. And some say it's behind those mountains, those dark mountains. That's where Gehenim is. Uh, Reb Chia says, anybody who learns Torah, the Shechina is opposite him when he studies the Torah. And that's Apostle Kumi Roni Balayla, Lerosh Hashmuros, Shifchi Kamayim Libech Nochach Pnei Hashem. Reb Loz Ben says that Tamid Chomim are increasing peace in the world. That's a Pasuk. That's a beautiful song. Yeah, that's exactly right. Bechol Benayich L'modei Hashem, Rav Sholem Benayich. That's the end of that Perich. Anyway, brings us to the next parak, uh, and uh, basically um, we start. So Amar Lema Mamuna, the appointee, said to the to the Kohanim, "You're davening now. Say one bracha." And they made that bracha, and then they also did Kriya Shema. Uh, they read Asar Zedibras, Kriya Shema, Vayim and Vayomer. And then they said a bracha for the nation and three brachas. So, um, um, I'm sorry, baruch uh, 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 right? And then three brachas, and then they did emes v'yativ and avoda and berchas kahana. And on Shabbos they added another bracha for the mishmar that left. That's the mishmar. The next one, he says, okay, after this group, so now the new people, only new people, should come and do the pious for Ketoros because they never would give Ketoros the spices as a, uh, as, uh, to, to anybody twice because it was a school of Parnassa to be wealthy and they said, let's spread the wealth. Let somebody else be rich. So anybody... The who got to do the Ketoros, bring the incense, incense in the Mizbeach. Uh, just bring it, not to do the mixture. No, no, no. There was a certain family that did it. But the one who would bring in the incense. They knew the formula. Yeah, the people who knew the formula, no. The people who knew who made it were was one family that knew the formula. Kwani. Doesn't say. It was, they were called Pesaftinas. It doesn't give you much, much information about this family, except that they charged a lot of money because they had a secret recipe. And uh, that's all we know. Okay. They didn't share it on Facebook? 
That's exactly right. So um, anyone new can join in for the pious for the Ketoros. And whoever got it was merited, and he said, okay. And then they said they did another pious for who gets to carry the limbs up from the middle of the ramp to the Mizbeach. And according to Rabbi Lezben Yaakov, the, one, the same people, it wasn't the new pious, the people who brought it up to halfway now would go back and bring it up the rest of the way. Isn't it the sixth point of the... That's what he said. That's Rabbi Lezben Yaakov. Others say it was the new sixth point. It was the new pious for that. Then they would give it over to these uh, Kohanim. Basically, they're done. So they were given over to the people in charge. They would take off their clothes and uh, leave their pants on. And they had special bins or sections where there was every outfit was placed. Um, after the Ketores, oh, so the, the one who got to get the Ketores, he would take a special ladle, whatever, a big spoon. It was like uh, carried, uh, it was made out of gold, and it held three kav, and there was a bezach inside of it, which is a smaller spoon that was overflowing with k'tores, but you don't want to lose any of the k'tores, so it overflowed into the bigger one. And um, and there was a little cover over the whole thing, and it was like a, you know, like a, a, bl- like a small blanket covering over on top, and that is where we got up to Mishnehei on the club of Gimel. And that is